Welcome to The Kingstonian, a podcast that profiles individuals who are passionate about what they do for a living, about what organization they belong to, or simply passionate about the community they are a part of. Hello there and welcome. My name is Dave Cunningham. And our guest today is a gentleman who is very passionate about menswear retailing, and his name is David Ibbett. David, welcome. Thanks very much, Dave, and thank you very much indeed for inviting me. I'm very looking forward to uh, talking about one of my favorite subjects, which happens to be menswear. Now, in conversations with a lot of different people, when I throw your name around, everybody knows it. A lot of people have had great experiences with you providing them with suits from year to year, or perhaps you're providing school uniforms for their kids, that sort of thing. So you've left a good impression. How does that make you feel as a person who's been in retailing that long? Well, it makes me feel very, very good, and thank you very much indeed for saying that. It's, uh, I think with any job that you do, there's a certain uh, success to it and a satisfaction out of a job well done. I hope I have, that's what I strive to do during my working life, uh, and I think it's, uh, it's one of those things which are, it's very important to, to most people when they're working. Now let's go back to the very beginning. We're going to go back over the ocean to a place called Holland-on-Sea, and it's a town in England, and why don't you tell our listeners roughly where it is and what kind of town it was? Okay, so Holland-on-Sea is... Uh, Part of Clacton on Sea, and anybody from uh, from the UK would know it quite well. It's in Essex, uh, which is a part of East Anglia, made up of Essex, Suffolk, and Norfolk. Essex is uh, borders on London, so your Clacton, uh, Holland is about 60 miles northeast of London. So it's very easy. People are computing there. Uh, they commute from from Clacton and Holland to to London now. Oh, would they? Okay, working daily. So this is a place that's on the sea. It's on the sea. It's a Hence it's very its nice, name. and it's yeah. also a seaside resort. And so a lot of people on holiday in in that area. So you were born there, and at some particular point, I think you told me at one point when you were a teenager, your dad said, "Okay, time for you to get a job." And so you went into, my understanding is, you went into the menswear business at that very point. That's when you started working in this business. Yeah, I think probably right the way through. From when I was at school, I think that uh, I was always interested in in clothing. I I can remember uh, my parents buying me a a leather coat for Christmas. And, uh, of course, you know, as you know, with British schools, it's invariably you have to wear a school uniform and I chose to wear the leather jacket to school and uh, one of the teachers uh, didn't objected to it and we spent the whole period talking about how fortunate we were to have a school uniform and how much we should uh, should wear it and and so I wasn't very popular with the other people in the class because of course we were being lectured. So did you wear the leather jacket the next day or did you go back to the school? No, I avoided the leather jacket from then on in, yeah. Yeah. Now you worked at a couple of different stores in England before you came over here? Yes, the first store I worked at was a a company called Montague Burton's and uh, again anybody from from Britain knows that Montague Burton's at at that time there was in most towns of any size there was Woolworths, Marks and Spencers and Montague Burton's were probably the three main shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montague Burton's was in my hometown of Clatwall 
in Clacton, and that's where I worked. And then uh, after about three or four years, we moved to London, and I lived in North London, a place called Muswell Hill, and uh, I worked at Finsbury Park, which is very close to the Arsenal football ground, uh, and that's where I worked. And the interesting thing about Finsbury Park was that it was predominantly uh, Jewish and black, so um, the customers we got in were mostly either Jewish, and we had somebody on staff that was Jewish, and they looked after those customers, and... Uh, so the the uh, we looked after the rest of the customers, which were predominantly black. Okay. And uh, at that time, zoot suits were very popular. Zoot suits were wide in the shoulders, narrow at the waist, and the pants were quite full and narrow at the bottom. And uh, so being a new kid on the block, uh, if I screwed up as far as measuring was concerned, it really didn't matter that much because the suit looked okay anyway. <laughs> At some particular point, you decided to emigrate to Canada. And I think I read somewhere where you were 22 when that happened. Yeah. And you ended up in Gananoque. Yeah. Um, question is, why did you decide to emigrate? Well, I wanted to, uh, I'd worked for a company called Austin Reeds, and I'd already been on their management training program. So that meant that I had a future with the company, and I was going to be with the company for quite a few years. But before I took that step of management, I wanted to do a little bit of traveling. And uh, I had a, uh, my mum's aunt lived in Gananaque, my great aunt. And uh, so she was staying with us at the time, around that time. And uh, we decided that I would come to Canada and live in Gananaque with my great-aunt Margaret. Okay. We are sort of tracing the various positions that you have held over time. So mm -hmm. now we're in Canada. Now we're in Gananaque. Yeah. You went to work at Stacy's. I went to work at Stacy's. In Gananaque or Kingston? In Kingston. Okay. Stacy's was on Princess Street and... Uh, of course, Keystonians would remember Stacey's, what a wonderful building it was and what a wonderful store it was and very high-quality uh, merchandise. But they looked after you for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, ladies' wear, men's wear, um, all sorts of things. And uh, I was with them for about 18 months. And then I moved on to Dover's. Now, that's a name for those of us who have been in Kingston a long time will recall. Yeah. Um, one of the, I guess, more popular menswear shops yeah, at the Mr. time? Man, Mr. Dover, Mr. Landover was the owner, and he had about 13 stores at that time. 13? Basically in East, yeah, oh, 13 really? stores, in, basically in eastern Ontario. And uh, they had a store in London, Ontario, so they were going more west. Two stores in Ottawa. Um, uh, Kingston, Cornwall, Brockville, Belleville. There was a lot of, a lot of uh, scope with that company, and Mr. Dover was an outstanding, uh, an outstanding boss. He was very kind, very, very good to work for. Now, at some particular point, you decided that you were going to move again, and so you moved to Alexander Newman's menswear men's shop. Yeah, well, no, I went to from uh, Dover's. I. I was at Dover's and I was the assistant manager at uh, the downtown Dover's store, 155 Princess Street. And then the opportunity came up, was presented to me. I wanted to get into my own business. And uh, through a friend who was happened to be an accountant, 
he knew about Newman's and Mr. Mr. Newman wanted to retire and so Mr. Newman and I decided that uh, I would take over the, the store, buy the store from Mr. Newman and in 1979 I went into my own business and I was there for 35 years. So that's where you've spent most of your time of in the retail time business. In retail, yeah. Okay. We we are going to spend some time talking about men's fashion in a little bit, but I just wanted to complete yeah. the journey that you have taken from mm-hmm. Holland on Sea to downtown Kingston. Yeah. Now you've worked there for thirty five years had at that store for thirty five years. I and then the you building. retired. Yeah. And I retired. And then um not that long ago, you decided to go back to work on a part-time basis. Yeah, I uh, uh, Healy's, which is on Wellington Street. Uh, Peter, that owns uh, Healy's, lives in Niagara-on-the-Lake, asked me if I'd be interested in working. And I told him I'd just work one day a week, which was Fridays. That's the only day I, I felt I really wanted to work. And uh, so we, we agreed, and I'm working there on... Fridays, every Friday, at Haley's on Wellington Street, which uh, uh, which is really I really enjoy it. I I love being back in the business. I love seeing the customers come in because I think I I really missed that part of it. Now. You and I met each other uh, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when we both got involved in the genesis of a nonprofit organization called Well Suited, yes. which basically provides men in need with suitable attire for them to go to interviews or for that first day on the job. So these are men who are looking to get into the workforce for the first time or back into the workforce after they've been out of it for a while and clothes are donated and then. And people are referred to us, and then they are suited is the verb that we use. And uh, i just like to acknowledge the effort that you've put into that organization, in particular the design of the area where these people come into. So you made it look like a menswear shop with all the donations that we received. What got you interested in doing that? Well, it was a question of giving back, isn't it, really? I mean, you... You take so much out of something, but it's always nice to be in a position where you can give back. And uh, this was something that um, I really enjoyed doing. It's uh, it's a wonderful organization. It's helping people, people who are starting off working, people who have gone going to university or going to college, but don't have the funds to go out and buy good clothing Mm -hmm. Um, or people who have for any amount of reasons have been out of the workforce and so what well suited does for them it helps them to get back into the workforce or start in the workforce by giving them the clothing that they require to go for an interview or to go for a job now we already have dressed for success and this is really the men's side of things mm-hmm. and uh, it's a wonderful organization dave and i congratulate you on getting involved in it because you've been you've been the main you know, you've been the main catalyst of this all the way through and and uh, you know you've done an outstanding job of organizing it well well thank you very much it, it's been given us the um, uh, the ability to help these folks uh, make a good first impression when they walk in the door for that interview. Of course, and I mean, it's, it's, it makes people feel so much better when they they have a job and they're able to to contribute to not only contribute to their families but also contribute to society by working. 
by paying taxes mm-hmm. and all the other things that people do when they're working. Okay, David, Rotary Club is very important to you. It is very important. I joined Rotary in 1980, and uh, I've been a Rotarian ever since. I think they do so much good, so much good locally, internationally. Uh, there's a wonderful organization to belong to. You can, uh, as an individual, you can't do nearly as much as you can do as a group with like-minded people. There are lots of clubs that have petered away in terms of membership, but the Rotary Club seems to maintain, its membership seems to maintain all the good work it does. Well, yes. I mean, over the years, the the Rotary Club in Kingston, there are now four different clubs in Kingston. So four Rotary Clubs. And then, of course, Ganaraki has a Rotary Club. Napanee has a Rotary Club. So uh, over the years, it has grown as as far as uh, clubs are concerned. And uh, hopefully things will continue and more and more people will become Rotarians. Okay. Let's go back to close. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the evolution of menswear over the period of time that you've been in the business. Well... Menswear has changed significantly, and the big changes have come over the uh, the last number of years. I think that uh, dress down Fridays. We had dress down Fridays, if everybody can remember, uh, where people, where companies, organisations uh, weren't as strict as, as far as dress codes were concerned, and men, as well as women. Uh, started to dress down they weren't as dressed up on Fridays as they were during the week and then it became like dressed down Thursdays dressed down Mondays you know and now it's become one of those situations where companies are much um can I say looser as far Mm -hmm. as dress codes are concerned We, we were talking before we started the show today about older men and jeans yeah Tell me about... Well, it's interesting, you see, once upon a time when a person, when a man reached 70, and I happened to be 75, uh, you know, he looked 70. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, that's not the case. Men dress as they want to dress. And if they want to wear a pair of jeans, they wear jeans. They want to, uh, you know, dress jeans. It's it's quite uh, quite something. Dress jeans, you can pay up to $300 for a pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. And uh, men, who are older men, are, are finding them very comfortable to wear. And they, they, they think uh, they, they certainly look good on them. But, you know, and the other thing I think we should sort of bring up is the fact that uh, you know, people are not as dressed up today as they used to be people when they go to uh, for instance they're going to a funeral or a wake or a wedding it doesn't mean to say that they don't feel as they have in the past it's just that they don't dress as they have in the past ties ties are, are an optional thing now sometimes you wear a tie sometimes you don't it's just how you feel you just wear an open neck shirt and with a suit i mean You've seen it, and you've, you, you and I and, and everybody else has commented on the new look of people. You look at, uh, look at the politicians, the way they dress. That's right. You Open know. neck shirts. Open neck shirts. 
What about shoes? I know that typically, historically, men would not have as many pairs of shoes in their closet as women would. Uh, but now the more people I talk to, uh, they tend to suggest that they have more shoes than their wives or partners. Well, the thing is, with shoes, it's like everything else. You go out and buy a new pair of shoes, but you always end up by wearing the old pair because they feel comfortable. It's like a pair of slippers. You go and buy a new pair of slippers, but you still wear your old ones because that's comfort. That's your comfort zone, and that's all part of it, I think. It's the same thing. You buy a, Somebody buys you a new sweater for Christmas, and it goes in the drawer, but you still wear the old sweater because you don't want to mess the new one up. That's the excuse you give, but in actual fact... You just feel more comfortable in your old one. It's like comfort food. It's comfort food. You go back to the the same food when you You want it. You go back to what you feel comfortable in. When when you're working in the business, is there a particular age group that you like working with better than another? Oh, no, I don't think so. I like working in any age group. Uh, I think they all bring something new to it. I think probably some of the younger ones probably think I'm a bit of a dinosaur now, so... (laughs) Uh, they probably think that, you know, maybe I haven't got the right idea. But, uh, you know, I, I think that you can, uh, you can relate to, the, to any age group. More often than, than not, do they take your advice when it comes to clothes, when they ask your opinion? Oh, I think so, yeah. I think they do. I think they respect you. And they respect what you have to say. Do you have a sense as to how much men are spending on their wardrobes these days? Well, I think I know it's it varies, a but. very, very difficult question, Dave, because, you know, a lot of men don't even buy their own clothes. Their wives That's or right. their partners are buying the clothes for them. So that's a very difficult question to, to, uh, to answer. But I have a feeling that probably spending more now than they ever did in a lot of cases. Not buying the formal clothes, but buying the more expensive jeans or that's nicer shirts, that's those sorts idea. of things. Yeah. I get. Is it safe to say that uh, there are menswear stores that are higher end than other yes. stores that sell uh, a pricier yes. line of clothing? Yes, and so the fact that all of those kinds of menswear stores continue to exist is testament to the fact that there's a wide variety. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. I think that you you have the uh, you have those stores. People are going to those stores because they have something different. Uh, they have a different. Uh, they have a different. Uh, uh, idea on colors and that sort of thing, and they that represents something different to people when they want to wear they want to wear something different. Do you find that there's any sort of influence by them going to the states or going over to Europe and coming back with fashion ideas that they may have seen elsewhere that they want to replicate here or have here at their disposal? Well, the thing, the thing is, the thing that I find is that when you you think about a catwalk and you think about looking at uh, fashion shows and that sort of thing, and and no, you won't see men going wearing those particular garments. But the thing is, there are elements of those those styles that does it does come into menswear. So men's suits nowadays are uh, much tighter fitting. You have a much tighter fitting jacket. It's showing off the person that's wearing it. Uh, The pants are tight. They're tight fitting pants. Uh, This is the the style that people are looking for now. Uh, Once upon a time, um, clothes, of course, going back 
the ages were there to protect you from the elements. And then it became one of those things where it uh, it became, uh, you know, the... Um, it became very important to you for color and that sort of thing. You're making a statement with what you're wearing. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, this is how things evolved over time. And now, of course, we've got to the stage where things are a little tighter as far as, you know, you noticed it with, uh, with men's suits if you're, if you're watching and seeing mm-hmm. what people are wearing. Okay. And David, I've enjoyed our conversation. I have too, Dave. Thank you very much for inviting me. I've really enjoyed it. Theme music for the program is Stasis Oasis, a tune written and performed by Kingston musician Tim Aylesworth. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about any of our episodes, please send a note to the Kingstonian Podcast Facebook page. This is Dave Cunningham from Kingston, Ontario. Thank you for listening. Until next time.